Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Tuesday. It's KHON to go. We're continuing to see the warm conditions thanks to the fact that our trade winds are gone. And actually, they're not going to be turned back on anytime soon. We have a cold front stalled to the north of the state, that high to the northeast, very weak, and overall pressure gradient is on the weaker side. So that, in turn, is leading to this land breeze, sea breeze pattern that we've been seeing for the past couple of days and will continue to see for the rest of this work week, even into the start of the weekend. Now, winds clocking in light, so humidity levels are bumped up a bit. Right now, it's a, it's a fairly comfortable start to the day. Not too bad, 77 degrees and feeling a little bit warmer than that. But we will be heating up state high of 91 degrees. Yesterday here in town, we reached 90, which was close to the record. That was 91 degrees. So not quite there at any of our major, major data sensors, but we're close. Now, a few passing showers moving through windward Malco ones early this morning. But later in the day, as those sea breezes dominate, we'll see the rain pop rainfall pattern shift over into the mountain and interior sections of each island when those sea breezes take over. For our winds, we've seen single digits through most of the morning. Had a couple tens clock in just now, though. Lihue and Lina'i looking at 10-mile-an-hour winds. And again, that is light enough that the sea breezes will take over. So do anticipate not only the warmer, humid, the warmer conditions, higher humidity, but also those afternoon isolated to scattered showers. We begin with breaking news. The U.S. Navy has released its final report into December's deadly shooting at the Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard. From the 200-page document, we learned that investigators could not find a motive for the shooting, but it does include several potential contributing factors. Nikki Shenfield has more. On December 4th, U.S. Navy sailor Gabriel Romero arrived to the USS Columbia at 2.04 p.m. for his roving patrol. In his possession, an M4 rifle and an M9 pistol. 11 minutes later, he walked from one side of the dock to the other, raised his M4 rifle and began firing at 49-year-old Roldan Agustin, 36-year-old Roger Nakamine and 30-year-old Vincent Kopoi Jr. from behind. The sailor then turned the M9 pistol on himself. Agustin and Kopoi died at the hospital. Nakamine survived. Several investigators noted there was nothing in Romero's background to indicate that he would become an inside threat. However, the report includes a list of potential indicators, finding that Romero was isolated and withdrawn from his shipmates. That months before the shooting, he told a shipmate he was tired of work and angry about how others were treating him. That in August or early September, Romero got angry when a shipmate suggested counseling. That on November 21st, he began to cry when chief petty officers questioned him about his tardiness. The sailor had ongoing disciplinary problems and went to a disciplinary review board later that month. And that on the day before the shooting, Romero went to an executive officer inquiry where he was warned he would go to non-judicial punishment if he was late again for work. The report also found that Romero sought medical help eight times from September to November but only once saw a licensed provider. At one of the sessions, Romero indicated he frequently felt something was wrong with his mind and sometimes had disturbing thoughts he couldn't get rid of. The report states his poor performance would have made it more likely that he stand non-technical armed watches due to his lack of technical competence in other areas. A forensic psychiatrist brought in for the investigation determined Romero was likely underdiagnosed. 
citing a pattern of behavior associated with a mental disorder. The investigating officer notes Romero as solely responsible for the incident, but writes, even if all of Romero's mental health, personal issues, and grievances have been known and taken into consideration, no one could have reasonably predicted that he would engage in this ultimate act of murder and suicide. Nikki Schoenfeld, KHON2 News, working for Hawaii. New daily cases of COVID-19 continued for another day as the state reported 90 positive cases yesterday, all on Oahu. The statewide total since this pandemic began now stands at 12,203 with just over 1,800 active cases. There were also no new deaths reported. As the October 15th reopening of tourism nears, pressure is on to make sure travelers with COVID are not coming here. Officials with the House Select Committee on COVID-19 say even with travelers getting tested 72 hours before de departure to bypass quarantine, one out of five infected passengers will make it here. So contact tracing and testing will be more critical than ever. So the key isn't whether or not those folks slip through and how you prevent 100% of them outside of uh, keeping the quarantine in place. It's how well we are uh, poised uh, to manage the spread of that virus. In the meantime, the state is also working on more options for travelers to get tested. CVS, Kaiser Permanente, Walgreens, along with United and Hawaiian Airlines have all signed up. Additional testing in Hawaii is also being considered for mainland visitors who'd like to go island hopping. But officials say that's still a concept that hasn't been fully approved. The University of Hawaii is trying to help those who have lost their jobs or had their hours cut because of the pandemic. The Oahu Back to Work program offers free training to Oahu residents and is funded by City CARES Act funds. We really want to give Oahu residents the tools they need to thrive in what is a changing and really, really challenging economy today. There will be about 100 different training opportunities at eight UH campuses through December. All will be online unless otherwise specified. For more information, go to our website, KHON2.com. Later this afternoon, President Trump and Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden will face off in their first debate. This format will be structured. Dallas Ontiveros joins us now live with more details on what we can expect. Good morning, Dallas. Good morning, Christine. Well, today's debate is the first out of three between President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. And it's happening at 3 o'clock today and will go on until 4.30 this afternoon. Now, it's taking place at Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio. And we do know that there is going to be an audience around 70 people. And Fox News Sunday anchor Chris Wallace will be moderating. Now, in this debate, there are a total of six topics that will be covered, 15 minutes each. And each candidate will have two minutes to respond to the opening questions and the topics are Trump and Biden's records, the Supreme Court, 
COVID-19, the economy, race and violence in U.S. cities, and the integrity of the election. Now, if you are into polls, according to recent national polls, Biden is leading. But if you look at the swing states like Florida, Iowa, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, for example, it's really President Trump who is closing the gap right here. We all know that when it comes to this election, it comes down to the Electoral College. So this debate is going to be very informative for voters who still feel a little undecided or need more information from either President Donald Trump Trump or former Vice President Joe Biden. And of course, you know, here in Hawaii, it all comes down to voting. So if you are still needing more information or need to register to vote, that deadline is October 5th. And of course, we will be uh, live streaming this debate on our website at cagewin2.com. But you can already head over there to our website if you want more of a preview of today's debate. Until then, reporting from Waikiki, Dallas Navarro's Cagewin2 News, working for Hawaii. Thank you, Dallas. And just a reminder, the general election is just over a month away, and KHON2 is your election headquarters. Yeah, join us next Thursday, October 8th, for Hawaii's Town Hall. Gina Mangieri will be sitting down with candidates for Congress, Hawaii County Mayor, Honolulu Prosecutor, and Honolulu Mayor to find out where they stand on the issues facing Hawaii. Now, you can send your questions in for any of the races to debate at KH12.com, and you can catch the two-hour Hawaii's Town Hall on KH12 and KHI on next Thursday, October 8th at 7 p.m. And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with KH12 to go.